One, two, three, four, I'm testing. Peace, my people. Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most, keeping 100 from coast to coast. Through God, I boast. A. D. Q. Or, but for this particular episode, we're going to say A. D. Q. I'm joking. It is Monday, August 17th, 2020. We are hustling right now. See, see, 3 o'clock at night. We are, um, we are recording this at three o'clock at night. Um, these are the hustler hours. These are the creative hours. These are the where my call where my coffee at. I'm glad I took a nap hours. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Tonight we're gonna be chopping up with uh with you know a young lady, very 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 kind, humble. Um. Very kind, very humble, very artistic. Um, heck of a singer, heck of an actress, Miss Luis Luisa Cortez. Um, if you all don't know her, she's an actress and uh, and singer and dancer from um, from Guatemala, uh, Mexico, Mexico. Um, but we are about to chop it up. We about to have a great um, 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 discussion. A variety of things, mostly the theater. Ah, oh, yes, the theater. I don't know about you all, but I miss theater so much. I miss theater, Lord. I miss theater. I mean, yeah, we've been doing these Zoom readings and whatnot, and you know, they've been cool, and so they've been keeping the um, they've been keeping um, they've been keeping my artistic juices and stuff flowing. They make you my artistic juices and whatnot flowing, but you know, I miss standing from people acting. I miss it so much. But you know, we're not gonna be sad this episode. We're gonna be happy, happy times, happy. Like, 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 like Frankie Beverly and May say, happy feelings everywhere. So, yo, you all know how I like to start every episode, and I think that this is a good way to start. Every um, every my bad. <laughs> every um, y'all y'all know how I like to start every single episode. I think that this is a good way to start the week. I like to start in the word. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse eighteen. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the co- the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with the oath. But I assure you, verse 19, but I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroy other nations in your path you also will be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God so I just say from that um, with my successes with how um, how 
if anybody thinks that I'm a great act, a great writer, a great actor, great artist of any, of any type, yo, I give all praise and honor to God, my creator, um, because, because, you know, I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm a great actor, you know, I get these skills from somewhere, so, you know, I believe, I believe that it's the Lord that I got it from, and I believe that it's the Lord who gave me my vision. And what do we know about vision? I'll tell you what we know about vision. Let's see. Um says in um Habakkuk two and one two and two. Uh, write my. Uh, the Lord said to me, "Write my answer plainly on tablets, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others." Uh, other translations say, "Write the vision, make it plain." Uh, verse three says, "This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed." Wealth is treacherous. Uh, verse five. Wealth is treacherous. And the arrogant are never at rest. That tells me I need to get the rest. <laughs> they open their mouths as wide as the grave. And like death, they are never satisfied. In their greed, they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many peoples. I just say, don't be like the wealthy. See, we do this theater thing. We who do this theater thing, we do it for love. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no money in theater. Whatever money it is in theaters, there's very, very, very little of it. Unless you're living with Miranda and you are sitting on, and you have made bank off of Hamilton and uh, in the Heights. So, I'm like, yo, trust God. Know that it was him who made us successful at whatever our endeavor is. Of uh, 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 Whatever vision God gives us, write it. Make it plain. It will come true at a future time, but don't step on people. Don't uh, don't swallow up nations. Don't you know screw people over, and you know uh, um, affect people in this in a negative way, trying to attain some type of status. So, I'm about to get into this episode, I'm. T- I'm about to chop it up with my homegirl, uh, Luisa Cortez, who is playing Juana in Aprenda Espanol. That's right. I am finally putting up Aprenda Espanol. That's right. I got the cast I've been looking for. I can't wait to present it to you all. Y'all keep it locked. It's ADQ's Renaissance. de río es que nunca él se mantiene igual el agua siempre cambia siempre fluye posible no es vivir así un precio hay que pagar ser estables nos impide ver al frente que será quiero saber pronto que será quiero saber con emoción ya mi sueño quiero ver mi corazón quiere 
hecha saber No sé qué es Lo que sueño esperaré Que vendrá quiero saber A mí Viene a mí Es un murmullo que me avisa No lo puedo ignorar Sutil sonido que distante llama No lo cambiaré por alguien que me ofrece un firme hogar Con sueños tan hermosos vibra mi alma ¿Qué será? Quiero saber ¿Qué será? Quiero saber Con emoción río abajo quiero ver Mi corazón no lo puede ver más allá mi sueño está, ¿qué será? Quiero saber, ya mi sueño quiero ver. Es que firme debo ser, como el ritmo del tambor. Es mi vida con Goku, y no mi sueño conocer. Welcome to ADQ's Renaissance. I'm your host with the most keeping 100 coast to coast. Through God, I boast. ADQ. It is Monday, August the 17th, 2020. It is still Leo season, my people. Y'all Leos, y'all keep on roaring while you can. Today we have what you would call an extremely um, special episode. Today... I am going to introduce to you all here in America. Yeah, I just say here in America. Why did I say here in America? Because we are going, we are going below, we are going south of the border um, to talk with an incredible artist today. Ladies and gentlemen, this young lady is going to be playing the lead role of Wana in a um, Zoom reading version of the play that I have penned Aprenda Espanol. I'm pretty sure I said that right. Aprenda Espanol. This young lady is a go-getter. She is a hustler. You know what I'm saying? She is, right now she's down in Mexico saying, yo, y'all Americans take notice because I'm about to come down. I'm about to tear some stuff up. You know what I'm saying? In a good way. In a good way. In a theatrical way. In a theatrical way. <laughs> um, so this young lady, she sent me an she sent me an audition video for um, a friend of Espanol, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, because she was reading the she was reading the scene where the, the 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 two main characters, the female lead and the male lead, the female lead is calling the male lead on his bullcrap, and I was like, oh dang, dang, 
Okay. I see you, mommy. I see you, mommy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to ADQ's Real Insights, Miss Luisa Cortez. What's up, mommy? Hey. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Adrian, for your wonderful introduction and for inviting me to your podcast. It's such an honor being here with you and working with you and reading your play and actually having the opportunity to make make a latina a latino character as juana in this amazing play aprender espanol i'm so honored now now people now i want people at home to know i did not pay her to say any of this i promise i did not pay her to say <laughs> He didn't. He didn't. I, I don't. But thank you, Louisa. It is a it is a pleasure to have you both on my pop, both on my podcast and um, in the play. Yo, we read together earlier today, and just I, I can already feel the chemistry forming between us, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's going to be from the from the first time I read the the play, I I knew it was something special, and you didn't pay me people he didn't pay me it's like a real special uh, play so you must come to our summary you have opportunity i don't know whatever adrian says you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> now thank you for those kind words louisa um well i will say the reading will be on um on, it's going, i'm going to stream it either on youtube or facebook live and Right now, the date is daggone. We're going. We're going to go ahead and set it. November 6, twenty twenty. Why November six, twenty twenty? Well, you got November second, which is the day of the day, which applies to all, um, which applies to all Hispanic cultures. You got November third, which is the American Day of the Dead. Um, the Hispanic Day of the Dead is great, but the American Day of the Dead is horrible, and it's the day of the day because it's Election Day. We're going yeah. to watch either, uh, you know, uh, Orange Donnie get, Orange Hitler get reelected or Sleepy Joe, uh, you know, sleep his way into the White House. Who knows? Anyway, y'all going to need, y'all going to need the fourth and the fifth to recuperate. And then November 6th, come on, come join us for Aprenda Espanol. Now, Luisa. Adrian. Please, tell us all how how you how your theatrical journey at uh from from the time it started to your current um tender age which is 24 how did it all start well kind of a long short story but well i i loved um singing and dancing like since i know like since my since the day I was born. So I was always singing, dancing. I didn't know about acting at all. Then my mom um, got me into a theater school when I was like eight years old. And I actually loved the singing part and dancing part, but not the acting part at all. So one, there was one time where when uh, that there are gonna be auditions for Annie and I was like terrified. I begged my mom to take me out of the school. <laughs> Spend like, I don't know, uh, two, five years without um, uh, any theatrical or dancing or singing um, preparation. But then at 13, I was 
like pretty curious again about this world and my mom again um you know he he she read sorry about a uh, musical theater school called calle 42 here in guadalajara you the translation is 42nd street like you know the 42nd street of broadway so it's a musical theater school here at guadalajara so i got in i the my first plan was just being a singer but then i was like okay if i want to be a singer i have to dance and then um, a girl uh, in the school sang a beautiful musical musical theater song called defying gravity for wicked from wicked and i was uh, i was i don't know which is the word because it's so big i was amazed i was taking the that was the most beautiful thing i ever heard and i started searching about uh, that song wicked and then wicked led me to other musicals and other musicals and other musicals and there's when i decided i wanted to be a musical theater performer so uh i took like sing sing lessons dance lessons uh, theater lessons and the rest is history i i started working when i was like uh 17 years old professionally if there's uh one way you can you can call yourself a professional actor or actress but that's when i started and one project led me into another project and then to another project and now here i am thanks thank you facebook for this opportunity <laughs> thank you adrian No problem. Okay, so um first of all, first of all before we do a deep 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 theater dive, you are in you are in Mexico, right? Yeah, I'm in Guadalajara. Guadalajara, Mexico, Mexico. Okay, you got to say that, you got to say that like really slow for uh for, for us uh, the folk. <laughs> Now, okay, okay. Do you want me to say it real slow? Yeah, like city, like city and state, please. Where, uh, where are you located? I'm in. So say it with me if you want. Wa. Wa. Da. La. Ha. Hara. Aha, Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Mexico. Yeah. Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got Thank it. Thank you. Shout out to everybody in Guadalajara, Mexico. Um so um so but like I said before we get into the deep theater dive, thank you for that background. Uh what's life like uh for for anybody who may be listening who have either been to Mexico or have an interest in going to Mexico? What's life like there? Uh in which aspect? There are a lot of aspects in arts. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask for it in arts, but right now I'm thinking like life, life in general, like, you know, uh, you hear, you hear stories about what's it like in Mexico, but I'm like, yo, uh, ask someone who's actually there, what's it like? So like, what's the regular social life? Is the, re is the regular social life uh, vastly different from uh, America? Um, well, I've never been into America, actually, but... Uh, well, we have there are a lot of colors in in life, you know, we have uh the 
Okay, I'm gonna start with this. Uh, mo- most Americans, I guess, they think like living in Mexico is pretty insecure. Yeah, there's insecurity insecurity here, but um, there there's also uh, peace, 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 peaceful living. So we have both, and um, we have like. Um, high high class, middle class, low class, as almost any other country. So we have a lot of bi- uh, variety. Okay, okay. I <laughs> I asked because um, I asked because um, when I was in um, I think high school, uh, middle school, high school, um, they were talking about the teacher was talking about a uh, Mexico in the class uh, that I was in. And mm-hmm. having to walk miles and miles and miles to find clean, to get clean water, all sorts of crazy stuff. And I'm like, yo, I know it ain't. I know, I know that it may be like that in some areas, but other areas may be better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know where your teacher was. Did did he told you or something? Did he tell you? No, that's what he said to the class. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. No, there there are a lot of parts. Yeah, there is like extreme poverty, but there is also normal living, like middle class living, and it's fine. I'm I think I'm part of the middle class, maybe. Yeah, guess I hope so. <laughs> and we have all the basic sources here. Here. All right, all right. So um, so now, uh, arts in Mexico. What's uh, what's the arts like in Mexico? Well, um, I'm going to talk about my experience here in Guadalajara. Uh, since like um, 10 years ago, arts are really developing here, you know, uh, especially, well, my, I, I'm evolving in musical theater. So that's wh- what I experienced the most. Um, like 10 years ago, you will only see like one or two uh, musical theater plays in every like two, three or seven years. But now we find that we have like um, maybe three or four or five uh, musical musical theater plays at a time. So it's like a big step for us. I know that maybe that's slow for a lot of uh, American states, but for us it's like big steps. And we are looking forward to make it bigger. Um, there, there, are, there are a lot of new producers and, and people interested on investing on the, in this. Because, you know, here in Mexico, we are uh, the musical theater capital and the theater capital is Mexico City. The Yeah, Mexico City. <laughs> nice, nice. You, you know, um, you know, I can kind of relate because I know from my small town and there's other small towns in America. To me, I'm from a town in North Carolina called Shelby, right? I live in Greensboro, but I'm from Shelby. And okay. I assume that in most small towns, there's not a lot of theater going on. You probably get like the same thing you just said, one maybe two uh, plays a year. But exactly. Then, but then once I moved to Winston Salem, you know, it's a theater explosion. There's like six different theater companies there, 
um, wow. community, yeah, they're community theater companies, but they're still theater companies. Um, there's a whole school in West Salem that that is based around that's based around the arts. Um, and then you go up the street to well, you then then you go up the street, then you go up the road to Greensboro, which is where I live. Um, <clears throat> most of the school, most of the colleges, see Greensboro is a college town, right? Most mm-hmm. most of the colleges here are known for their theater programs. It's their theater programs that make them pop, and and you know it's quite it's it, it, it's just been different, you know, uh, seeing theater being exposed to theater on an ascending scale, um, from which where I where I come from. So I, I assume uh, that's what's going on uh, in Watsala Watsalahara. What the yeah, you got it, you got it. Yeah. Yes, two points. But that's <laughs> sorry? Uh so that's what's going on there, you know, it's kinda like your theatrical experience is ascending. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Man, that was some good water that I just drank. Man, that water just touched my soul. <laughs> so that's all musical so, that's all musical theater now yeah yeah there's there's kind of a, a of a lot considering Guadalajara circumstance circumstances so for example last year we we had like one two like six or seven musical theater plays in uh, in a year so that's a lot for, for here yeah so what play? What um, what were the most recent uh, plays that you've been in? Well, my most recent project was well, we had a production of Spring Awakening. Do you know that musical theater play? I've heard of it. Yeah, well, we had a. a an American production because you know the producers were from a town called Harlingen, I think, from Texas. Harlingen. But they can, yeah, yeah. You 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 know how to pronounce it. Uh, so they came here to Guadalajara and they brought the play into here. So I got the opportunity to play Benla, in who's the leading lady from the from the show. Then I was in, in a Spanish musical theater play called Una Corona para Claudia. That's name in Spanish. So if we translate it, it's going to be like uh, a crown for Claudia, which is kind of weird. Then I had the opportunity to be in two American musicals called National Pastime and Paparazzi. And I had the chance to work in a um, Mexican, in a Guadalajara musical play called um, Amor Pop. Those are kind of my most important jobs in here. And now I'm auditioning for uh, a show called Border, which is an Argentinian musical. So there are a lot of musicals, <laughs> as you can see. Um, so... Well, I know that you be going. I know that you be going hard, but the, has uh, has COVID uh, slowed things down for you? Uh, can you repeat the question, please? Because I think my internet is kind of making this unstable. Hey, uh, I'm about ready to punch you in it. Um, 
uh, I asked you is, um, you be going hard, like you are one busy young lady, but <laughs> COVID has the, uh, COVID has the uh, Corona pandemic uh, slowed slow anything down for you. Yes, of course. I was rehearsing like one, two, three projects and uh, obviously everything stopped because of this. So a lot of people, including me, uh, we were left without work, without uh, stage work, which is kind of frustrating. But um, I'm actually one of those blessed people who are still working, you know, I'm giving classes, I'm giving lessons to my students, and I'm also rehearsing like online because I can't stay without working. And, and I also kind of creating and thinking what's going next because, you know, arts, arts don't stop. Uh, with this, we, we have proved that Arts and communication and sharing uh, have no frontiers. For example, you and me, probably we wouldn't be here if it wasn't because of the pandemic, because one, I was scrolling into this Facebook group and then I'll fi I find your, I found, sorry, your, your advertisement about you, you looking for some actresses, Latinas actresses to read your play. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take the chance, I write him, I don't know if he's gonna accept me, but here we are. <laughs> so I'm really happy because of that. But yeah, indeed, there are a lot of people that were left with no job, especially artists, and we don't know where, when are we actually going back. Maybe next year. Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow. Like, like the Shakespearean like play goes, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. But yeah <laughs> but a couple things number one um number one you mentioned uh audition for argentinian play right yeah so first of all i hope you get it second of all thank you i hope it doesn't deflect from uh from how much i'm going to need you with a friend of espanol number three yeah number three um See, I wrote I wrote a print of Espanol like three years ago, and what took me so so long to put it up is I'm not going to do with a print of Espanol what Hollywood does with a lot of movies that with with they're 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 written around they're written about um, Latinx uh, figures like. What Hollywood did with uh with 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 Evita, right? Exactly. Well, a lot of people do with Evita because Evita, uh, Eva uh, Eva Peron, that woman was hard to see. Yeah, you know, one of um, if you want like a cultural uh, data here, one of the things I love the most about the last uh, Evita. Um, you know, performances in Broadway is that actually the leading lady, it's called Elena Roger, and she's actually Argentinian. And they brought uh, Ricky Martin, which is his Puerto Rican, I think, yeah, to in order to play Che, che? yeah, Che. Right. Uh, he's Puerto Rican, but he's practically Latino. So I love that they actually gave a uh, 
Latinas a space in order to make their own uh, in order to represent their own people and that's why I love Lin-Manuel Miranda's work and I'm a huge fan when I when I first uh, listened and when I first watched something from In the Heights I was like oh my god they're actually representing my people I feel like you were I feel like you would probably appreciate In the Heights just a little bit more than Hamilton. Yeah, of course. Uh, I I love Hamilton. I love uh, the way he he makes history with music and rap and hip hop and everything he does. But I think that In the Heights have has something special that actually for me is his masterpiece more than Hamilton. But Hamilton is amazing. Well, you know, well, you know, as much as Lin-Manuel Miranda is revered for Hamilton, In the Heights was uh, sim- was basically all biographical or semi autobiographical. That's like, yeah. What In the Heights was for him. That's like me getting a bunch of country music and hip hop music together and doing a musical about Shelby. But yeah. But um. But what I was getting, but what I was getting at is, um, the movie, uh, the movie uh, Evita. When I first saw it, I thought it was incredible. But then I'm like, yo, hold up, white Madonna, who is white, whitey, white, 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 um, is playing this Argentinian woman. This is not cool. Well, maybe, maybe because of the profile, I don't know, but. But uh, well, she 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 did a great work, I think. But yeah, you you're you're right with the idea of giving place, no, to give the right place to the right people, maybe. Exactly, and I didn't want to add to that because I didn't want to add to that. So I said, I'm not putting this play up until I find Latinx actors and actresses. I found y'all, so hallelujah. Um, hey, hey man, but there's a lot of people out there who don't care, they will put a white person in that in that part, yeah. But I, I don't know, oh, okay, continue. Continue. Go ahead, Sorry. Go ahead. This is your interview. Well, I, I, I think, uh, like everything, it's it's there's nothing wrong, there's nothing like. Uh, extremely cool but I think that the thing you're doing about like giving the chance to people like me to people to Latino people from your country to actually be on the stage representing and giving voice to those minorities is amazing and that that's why I love the the play from the first place because when when I read Juana's part when I read uh, uh, the whole family story was like yeah that's what happens and not only in latino families you know in every in in every single in every family it happens and in with every person that's from one country and it's living in another country or something like that i just want to say i appreciate you giving me your flat give me the giving me these flowers the way you are i appreciate but no no there but so uh, back. Bad. Hmm. No, no. Keep keep going. Keep going. Well, I was about to say so back. So back to musicals. Um, 
what would you say is your most favorite musical? Oh my God, that's a difficult one. That's the, the worst question you could ask me because I, I, I have no idea. Maybe I'm between Wicked because it was the first musical I ever heard. Then um, maybe um, In the Heights because I loved the music, I loved the story. I felt identified even I'm not a, a Latino woman living in, in America. I love also Waitress. Um, obs uh, my latest obsession is Hadestown. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I love Hadestown. <laughs> you say Hadestown? Hades. Yeah, Hades. Hades, like the god, like Greek, Greek god of the hell. I don't know, hell god. Yeah. Hades. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right because you know Spanish speaker person, but yeah, Hades town. Well, you yeah, you're a Spanish speaking person, but you speak really good English. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I wanna so let's um so let's take a little step out out of theater for a moment and let me ask you this. Um, seeing as how you are in Mexico and. Spanish is uh, Spanish is clearly your first language. Um, how did you come to know English as well as you do? Like, how did you learn it? Because I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. When I was taking a Spanish class in college and failing and being tutored by my my teacher, who is a who, I think she was I think she was Mexican also. She said that English is a very is like the hardest language to learn. I'm like, no, it's not. English is easy. Well, of course, I say that because English is my first language. Um. Well. Go ahead. How did you come into English? Well, I think English came into me in in a very natural way because my mom again. I I have to thank my mom from everything I am. Uh, uh get me into a bilingual school from like when I was four in kindergarten until I finished, here we call it um, like secondary, secundaria, before high school, because you have high school. <laughs> before high school, I, I was in a bilingual, bilingual school. So it was kind of a natural way of learning it because I have like half of my classes were in Spanish and the other half were in English. So I was studying both. But of course, um, I don't know, I, I had a lot of time with no English speaking persons around, so I lost a lot of practice. Well, you speak, well, you speak English very well. If you were to come upon the uh, shores of Americana, um, you, you wouldn't need a translator. You would be able to carry yourself very well. Oh my God, thank you. That's, that's a, a great compliment coming from a from a American speaker. Well, well, yeah. I mean, for one thing, you are you know exceedingly reading and perform, and prepping to perform a play written by a guy from North Carolina. Of course, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. And you know, reading a play, and you know, reading a play, you got no. You got to know. You have to know how to read, and you have to know uh, the English language. And just when we read through earlier, I was like, "Okay, she's saying that she don't know English that well, but I think she, I think she joshing me." 
Oh my god, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's really comforting com coming from from you that you are a natural English English speaker. Well, you know, I've been well, you know, I've been uh speaking English for 34 years, so if I hadn't called on by now, you know, I'd be pretty behind. Um yeah. You're you're very good for for Spanish too. I've I've listened to you, so it's like, okay, maybe with with some practice you will get good. I I hope so because here in America, I don't know if you know this, but here in America, um if I was to apply for a job, I would uh I'm good if I know English, I mean, obviously, but I would be a complete shoe-in if I knew Spanish as well. Here in America, you got wow. to you got to know Spanish to get places. That's that's awesome. I I didn't know that. I needed. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, like Spanish is as important of language to know here in America as English. In some ways, uh, yeah, even I, more important. Wow, I thought that that only happened like in LA, where they have a lot of Hispanic people living there. And kind of the south because you know a lot of uh, Hispanic people move there. But that's great to know that even in like whole America, it's like giving importance to Spanish language. That's great. Congratulations, America. Congratulations, nothing. Now I gotta learn Spanish in order to get a job. I'm playing. Yeah, aprender español. Y'all see how she just took the title of my name of my play and used it on me. But <laughs> I use it in order to to give you advice. <laughs> okay, so tell me this. Tell me this. Um, I want to take a I want to take a brief step into politics because I want to act. I want to ask the actual Mexican this. All right. Okay, go ahead. We're not going to stay here long, but here in America, a lot of theater people are engaged in. Uh, a lot. No, I'm not going to say engaged. Then I'm going to say a lot of theater people pay attention to politics. Why do we pay attention to politics? I don't know, but we just do. So when Donald Trump came out, um, came out back in 2015, announcing his candidacy for president of the United States, um, first people who we attacked was immigrants from Mexico, and he said that pretty much Mexico sends their worst people here to America and then he started talking about building up a wall across the Mexican border to keep Mexicans from entering illegally but um, to allow Mexicans who want to uh, Mexican immigrants to enter legally um, former Mexican president Vicente Fox um has has um, insulted Trump a lot, you know. So I want to I want to know from you, someone who someone who lives there. When you put when you hear about all of that, what goes on through your mind? Oh my God, that's kind of a big big thing to talk about. Well, first of all, it actually did surprise me that Donald Trump won. When I, I knew that he was going for, uh, he was going into elections, and I was like, there's no way that man will win. I was like, okay, 
I was kind of laughing. Sorry, people that listening this. If you are a Donald Trump fan, I'm so sorry. That, that's just my opinion. I like. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. And when he won, I was like, oh my god, am I dreaming? Are, are we in a, a a comic show? I don't know because I'm I'm not a total fan of Donald Trump. Then he starts giving this uh, kind of hate. Uh, Hate, uh, hi, how do you say this word? I forgot. Hate words, <laughs> like discurso. That's the, 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 the word I'm say- searching in English. Sorry. Come on, hate. Um, uh-huh, the, all, all of these hate wor- hating words to, not just to Mexicans, to anyone that's from another country. And I was like, okay, man, like literally your country is based on migration because you know a lot of immigrants went to America so I don't know why he's like against that but then I guess he has like political reasons to worry about but I'm not a fan of him giving these hateful words because he actually spreads hate you know and prejudgments and a lot of things that are not cool in this era because we are living like kind of hard times with uh, like respect and and tolerance. So I I do not agree very much. And I don't know. It I actually think it affected a lot into um, people trying to get opportunities. It affect me. I don't know. I I, I still think that. It, it actually affected me and a lot of people who did wanted to go there and not to stay, just wanted to go because actually visas, visas uh, were were reduced with Donald Trump's administration. Mm. But, but that's that's another another thing to talk about maybe later. But but I do not agree with him and his hateful way of thinking. <laughs> because I, I don't know uh, besides our nationality nationality ah, nationality yeah. or where where we come from we're humans and we are looking for making a better life doesn't matter where you know and there are opportunities for everyone there is there is which right now you strike me as someone saying Excuse me, yes. Yes, my people. I just yawned. Gilbert. So, right now, you strike me as someone who is saying, dang, America, y'all stupid. Oh, well, we keep it rocking here in, the, here in Mexico. Okay, sorry. I think that the audio failed. So, can you repeat it? All right, let's do this again. Take two. Go. Um... Right now, you're striking me as someone who would say, "Dang, America, y'all tripping." But hey, here in Mexico, we keeping it, we keeping it rocking. No, I don't, I don't think that way. You know, because we we actually made a pretty bad decision with our actual president. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of our 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 president, and here I am talking about like really delicate themes with you. But uh, don't 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 don't, don't, don't say anything that don't say anything that'll get you shot or anything. Yeah, I know. I should be careful, right? 
Um, but but no, I, I don't think that they're wrong decisions. They're just like choices and we have to live with them. And, and everything happens for a reason. We are learning from this, you know? I, we, are, we have to be also grateful for this experience. But I, I don't think like you're like stupid or something. Hey. <laughs> I just think that everything's crazy right now. Everything is crazy, but I'm gonna tell you this. You just said something that I, that I say. I say, you know, yeah, Trump is an idiot. Um, he's vastly unqualified to be the president of the United States. But this experience is a very educational experience in many ways. How many people have? Yeah. How many people have challenged the system and challenged the way things work ever since Trump got into office? Yeah, that's right. I and mean, how many people are trying to actually change things? You know, uh, with with this, with all of this going on, uh, we've had like a lot of people speaking up and saying, "I do not agree. I want things to change," and they are actually changing, which is great. It is. Now let's get out of politics because politics is divisive and it's crazy. Um. Yeah, it makes me nervous talking about that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get back in. Let's get back into the theater. The theater. Theater. Yes. When you audition for a musical, what is your go-to song? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Let's see. Maybe the last time I auditioned with something was something from Waitress. Um, like I did, she used to be mine from Waitress, and I made, uh, I sung, what's the name? What Baking Can Do. I also, I feel comfortable with, what's the song? Why, why would they ask you why song, what songs do you think, like your brain turns up? I don't know why. <laughs> But I, I think something from Waitress. Okay, see me when I audition for a musical. My go-to songs are either Wait For... No, no, no. I, yeah, I just yawned again. <laughs> But I, <laughs> when I audition for a musical, my go-to song is either Patience from Dreamgirls or, uh, or Stars from Les Mis. Or, or I've, I've sang Wait For It from Hamilton a few times because I love that song. But, awesome. but those have been my go-to songs. In fact, in fact, tell me this. I'm sure you sang solos in plays, right? I mean, in musicals, right? Yeah. What solo songs that you had? What solos did I get? Uh, I, I, as I told you before, I got the chance to play Bendla. So Bendla has a lot of solos, which are, which are amazing. I got the chance to belt Mama Who Bore Me. Um, and this song called Whispering, which is a great song. Thank you, Duncan Shake, for, for those words and that music. Wait, what other? I don't know, because I actually 
uh, haven't got the chance to make a lot of Broadway uh, musical theater plays. I, I, I've actually made more like Spanish musical theater, Argentinian musical theater, um, and American musical theater songs, but they're not very known in your country, like National Pastime Paparazzi. I actually once got the chance to sing on my own from La Mis, which is one of my favorite musicals ever yeah, also. Yeah, so they're going to say But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and, one, and one of my dream roles is actually Eponine. I love Eponine. But maybe because of my... I'm a soprano, so probably I will get cassette, and I don't like her very much, but I'm fine with it. What cassette <laughs> ever do to you? I don't know, but, but you know, the, the play is called The Miserables, and... Like, okay, Marius and Cassette, yes, they had, like, a sad life, but but I'm going to say it. Can I say a bad word? Oh, go ahead. Here on ADQ's Renaissance, we keep it funky. <laughs> Every time I hear about Marius and, and I'm like, okay, bitch, please, you're a rich guy, and if you didn't have this rich grandfather to save you from a bullet and everything, you will probably be dead right now. So you're just this rich guy saying like, oh, let's make a change. And it's fine. You want it to change. But in other circumstances, you'll probably be dead. And when I when I hear cassette stories like, okay, girl, yes, you suffered. But now you're rich, you're grown up. And the only reason why you suffer is that you don't have answers. And the guy you love, it's probably going to be dead. But no, then he doesn't die. So you're not miserable. See Eponine, see the Thenardiers, see Jumbo John, see Fontaine. Fontaine is like the saddest story. She's really miserable. I know that the message of the of the play isn't that, but if you focus on each character, story is like, uh, your story is not that sad. Cheer up and grow up. <laughs> but I know, I know it's not the message, but. I don't know. I just don't like them very much. Just <laughs> completely destruct, destroy the entire musical. I know. I know the message is about love and the the miserable part is that they don't know love. They don't know um, union, and that and then they know about it. But I don't know. I I don't love them very much. Probably there are gonna be a lot of musical theater fans killing me, trying wanting me to kill me. So, you know what? So, actually, Javert is one of my dream roles because Javert is like the ultimate villain. And while everybody's gathered around singing about how sad their lives are, I'm like, yo, I want to be, I want to be Javert. I want to be the one causing the sadness. Yeah, and Javert is actually a, a, a very interesting role. Because he's the only one saying, I'm not going to blame my circumstances. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to, to pursue the thing I want or the thing I think it's correct, even if it does, if it, it is not correct, you know? That's why I love about Jabber. You know, there's actually, I actually once saw a meme around going around that shows Russell Crowe um, when he played Javert. And it says, I'm going to chase him for the rest of my life because he stole a loaf of bread. Exactly. 
there's another meme about Lake Miz that I once saw. It said, it says, everybody dies the musical. Yeah. I would call it everybody said the musical because good reason. So, which that's probably why I call Lake Miz Robbie because everybody's miserable. Yeah. And and they are miserable in not just in the in the physical life. They are miserable also in the kind of the spiritual. So that's why I think they wrote that famous song about uh, to to love another person is to love another person is to see the face of God. Something like that. I don't remember the lyrics exactly. Yo, I just realized something. I just realized something. Um, Inle Miz could. Could this add to uh, your love for Les Mis? And Les Mis, yeah. the Catholic faith is uh, very much celebrated. Could that add to your love for, uh, for Les Mis by any chance? Sorry? You didn't catch that? No, I didn't catch you it. You are so fired. That's my catchphrase. I said, in Les Mis, the Catholic faith is very much uh-huh. you being a Catholic yourself could that add to your love for it well I was born in a Catholic family but we are not really we don't really practice religion so as I told you on, on the reading um, I'm not even familiar with the Bible <laughs> which I don't know I believe in God I believe in in his energy but I don't really believe in the church But, but you know, so it doesn't affect me really, really much the the religious part. But I think it's beautiful if you think about just God and love, because I think God is love in every in every form. You don't believe in the church? Not in the Catholic Church. You know, like there are a lot of things that I don't agree with. Hey, so Hey, I'm a Christian. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with in the Christian church. Uh, the Pentecostal, uh, I mean the Protestant Christian church. I'm a uh, Protestant Christian. Well, African Christianity. That's why I subscribe to. I think I might be Rastafarian in some way. I, well, I am is where <laughs> Christianity and African spirituality intersect. But I've heard horror stories from Catholic from uh from Catholic friends of mine about the about the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know what kind of horror stories they told you, but I don't agree with a lot of things like uh, creating all of this uh, sensation of fault, and that you should be like um, feeling sorry for living. Actually, like a lot of guilt in people. Like if you do some, if you this, if you do this thing, it's wrong. If you do that, it's also wrong. And if you do that, you are uh, misrespecting God. And I'm just like, if God created you, do you actually think that He's gonna punish you because of making mistakes, because of uh, doing things wrong, because of actually living? No, God is love. God knows you are not perfect. God knows um, you're you're trying to learn and he's helping you so go ahead make mistakes and learn and don't make them again especially if they hurt people but you know 
being like more loving into you. God loves you in every way. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's why I think religion and politics are like really, really, really fragile things. Things, but I believe that. But I respect people who actually believe in church, which is fine because also church has good things. Let's not paint everything like in a in a extreme way. You know, there are good things, there are bad things, but I believe in God and His love. That's all. <laughs> so there's a rapper named Killer Mike who's also. Um, an activist, and he has a line from one of his uh, from one of his songs that I agree with to, to some degree. He says, "I don't trust the church or the government. A uh, pope, a uh, Democrat, Republican, a pope, a bishop, or uh, none of those other men." But anyway, mm-hmm. but anyway, I digress. Back to the theater. Um. Back to the theater. So yeah, Lay Miz is a is uh it's a beautiful story, but you know Yeah. Man, name this yeah, that was a question. Huh? Wait, wait, was that a question? <laughs> or I, I or I stopped hearing you. I was about to say that I was just about to say I should call this episode ADQ and his yawning. But I'm so sorry <laughs> if I make you John. Why are you sorry? I don't know because you're joining a lot. Are you sleepy? Well, it's actually here uh, 1.32 a.m. So maybe in North Carolina, there must be like 2.32 a.m. exactly what time it is right now. It's 2.32. But it is all good. It's all to, it's all to the all to the all to the good. Um, okay. Now, um, you mentioned having to... You mentioned solos that you had sang. I mm-hmm. have sang a few solos. My, my, mind if I uh, share my solo singing experience with you? Yeah, go ahead. I love hearing that. Okay. So, um, when I was in 11th grade, I tried to sing the R. Kelly song, I Believe I Can Fly. However, Ooh. yeah, yeah, keyword, try. However, no, I was in 10th grade, my bad, 10th grade. However, puberty had demol- had demolished my beautiful voice. So I was at the point where I could carry a tune, but, you know, I couldn't sing, sing. I mean, right now, R. Kelly is in jail because of statutory rape charges, but... I sang his song so I butchered his song so bad that you would feel sorry for him. Oh my god, I don't think so. Do you have like any recording? No, I don't. Thank God. I but no, you should. You you're a baritone? May I ask? I don't know. What? Are you a baritone? I think I'm a baritone. I think I'm a baritone. I've been pay- I've been uh grouped with bass, people who are bass in the past, but I Whoa. think I'm more of a baritone. Yeah, it's because you told me you sang the bird, so I think, okay, it's a bird tune. But if you're also bad, wow, that's awesome. So, so uh, fast forward to Annie, uh, Annie Get Your Gun, 2012. I was in a production of Annie Get Your Gun. The director. Whoa. Yeah, I was, I was Charlie mm-hmm. Davenport. The director told me. Oh my God. What? 
No, I, I was like, oh my God, I love that. Okay. The director told me that we're going to sing There's No Business Night, Show Business, and I'm going to be the first, I'm going to sing the first part, you know, the the, the cowboys, the wrestlers, the tumblers, the clowns, the wrestler about the movie show, like, on. Like, uh, you're telling me to sing. Now, prior to this, I had fully immersed myself into a career as a gospel rapper. Um, a Christian hip hop artist, so I was used to, you know, making music, you know, doing music in front of people, but through rapping, singing is another thing. But I did that. But this is where it really came to the test. Um, back in back in 2016, I was in working. I know you know working, right? Yeah. So I was in working. Uh, the director, Jay Smith. Shout out to him. He said, okay, you're going to do Brother Trucker. I'm like, what's Brother Trucker? And I was like, you want me to sing all that? (laughs) By myself? Me? Man, you must be tripping. You you crazy. I I tell you, I tell you, Louisa, when I went on stage, knowing that I had to do it, I was scared to death. Because that's, go ahead, I'm sorry. That's when you know you're gonna rock it. When you're like wanting wanting to pee every two seconds and your breath is missing. You know that you're gonna rock it when you're gonna do when you're so nervous. I was told I did great because I was nervous because you know what happened in tenth grade. It used to I used to use it to frighten me, but now I use it to motivate me. In 10th yeah. grade, I messed up that song in front of all those people and embarrassed myself. But now, I'm like, I'm going to dominate. So, I went out and I was like, breaking number nine, big buddy, put your ears on for me now. I did better than that. But, um, and then like, and then like, the, and then like the next year, yo, the next year went the solo that I was, I was given another solo. And I was like, are y'all serious? Why are y'all giving me these solos? You wanna know what the solo was? No. My solo was You're never fully dressed without a smile. Oh my god, no, really? <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. A friend of mine, Amber. Um, her husband, her husband, her, uh, her, her, and her children were also in the, uh, in, in. but she was sent, she was sitting in the front row watching during, during the Mother's Day show, right? Uh-huh. And I said, yo, I want you to tell me exactly what you thought. She's a music teacher. So her, her opinion carries weight. And she said that, I did. Yeah. she said that I did great. I'm like, are you, Come on, man. Cause, yeah, it's just same thing. Just, hey, I'm gonna do my thing. Hey, ho, man. Hey, dap, then. So, um, I love musical theater. My, uh, my theatrical roots go all the way back. To- my, my theatrical roots go all the way back. Uh, to musical theater. My first 
my first um, stage production that I was on was Damn Yankees. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a great show. Yes, and after a six-year hiatus, you know, I spent those six years trying to carve out and really nail and stabilize a rap career, which didn't happen. But I did drop three uh, dope mixtapes. But anyway, um, but anyway, after six years of doing that, I went back in the theater through a susicle. Okay. So, so tell me this. Enough about myself. I was just, you know, letting letting you in on a little information about your director. So, tell me this. What is what is your uh, preparation, your preparation techniques for a show? Okay, preparation techniques. I'm actually a very methodical person, so um, I think like most of the preparations comes come comes in rehearsals. So I always try to give my best in rehearsals. I'm like a pretty nerdy girl who is actually always rehearsing and practicing lines and trying to give the right intentions and and giving a show every rehearsal. But uh, specifically talking about um, in the theater, um, I'm always, always, always uh, earlier than the call time because I try to get there, like get into my space, just be there. I have to read the lines every single time I give a show, even if it's like four, four days a week, doesn't matter. I have to read and actually set every line before every show because I have like a bad, bad memory. So I have to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Then. I'm pretty slow at my makeup time, so I gotta take my time and just be like pretty, pretty calm. Then I warm up and then I go to stage and actually make like a quick, um, uh, a quick uh, rehearsal of the play in my places and the dialogues and the songs. And then I'm ready, but who's, who's ready? Who's fully? fully ready for a show you know before the third call I'm always like I want to pee I want to go pee why 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 the hell did I say this today why the hell am I doing this I could be in an office I could be in a normal work but when I'm actually there after the first five minutes of the show I'm just okay this is why this is why I love this even I'm scared as hell before <laughs> That's pretty much of my preparation. I was just gonna say, Louisa, you are just freaking adorable, yo. <laughs> and and uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna go OG here, since how um I got like 11 years on you, 10, 11. When you turn when you turn 25. I'm turning on April 9th. Okay, so I got 11 years on you. You were born in May. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you this. 
I believe that I believe that what we find ourselves passionate about doing and what we do with you know almost like the least amount of effort I mean of course you gotta work hard with everything you do but what you do with the least amount of effort what you find yourself falling into repeatedly and just thriving in that's what God that's what God put you on this earth to do yeah damn yeah that's what um, that is that's 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 your calling and and seeing as how you are always working you speak glowingly about your theatrical experiences I have no doubt in my mind that this is your calling because I've seen little clips of some of your performances and you ask you oh thank you so much thank you that's an honor coming from you thank you so much well you know all the great things that you said about um how how i've written my play that's an honor coming from you but no but yeah like there's people who there's people who are in theater right now and they should be producing or indeed there's people who are producing right now they should be writing there's people who um, do theater and they're supposed to be either in a classroom or working in a nonprofit somewhere. But there's also people who do this and they shine at it and that's what they're here that's what they're here on earth to do. And I think it just might be some divine design that you just happen to meet me and come into the wanna role because you know you've seen the way I you've seen the way I write I talk biblically and spiritually in, in a lot of things in, in all the things in everything that I write and perhaps perhaps God had set up for you know for a for a Mexican for a Spanish speaking angel to come into my life and carry and um and um, deliver this person, become this person who is one. Does any of that make sense? Yeah, it did. Uh, I, I, I'm also a believer that, as I told you before, everything happens for a reason. And whatever took me here, I'm pretty glad it happened. You know, um, I am always glad because like from all the years I've, I've been doing this I've had like the chance and the opportunity to meet amazing people who who guide me and and made me meet other people that are very spirit spiritually connected yeah that's a word um and I think you're one of those and that's not that's not um, I'm not saying that in order to to give you flowers or whatever, but I think you wrote something and I think you are doing things with your heart, not just thinking about the business and and making something with your ego. You know, you're trying to make something because you love it, because you want to to give opportunities, because you you really love theater. And I've known you like 
from how, how long? Two weeks? Three weeks? And I, I can see that. And we haven't talked as much. I think today it's the day we have talked a lot, but I'm pretty glad I, I found your advertisement on that Facebook group. I am too, cause I am too, cause you do seem like a really you you do seem like a really dope person, and um, I will say that I will say when we get Apprentice Espanol up and going, when COVID ends and we're going to start talking about venues performing that, I will hold it still. I will hit the pause button and say, "Hold up, we gotta make sure." We gotta make sure that uh, Luisa could get here to perform. Oh, that would be awesome! Thank you. No, that would be that would be great. It would be or, or actually being in the in the with in the public would be awesome with the audience. That's the word. It would be awesome watching your work your work live or even a video or something. But performing we would be awesome. But whatever it takes. I'm gonna see your show, or I'm gonna be in your show. I'm well. I'm in your show yeah, yeah, in a yeah, surreal, which you. is great. Yeah, I, I'm glad to be a part of this. Well, um, so yo, it's funny. I keep on thinking about earlier when we were talking. You said you're twenty. You say you're 24, and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. <laughs> yeah. Were you were you joking? Or are you like really serious? No, I, I, I was actually pretty serious. I'm 24 and uh, and I am sometimes like, what the hell am I doing? What the hell am I doing with your with my life? But I don't know that I don't know if that's something every artist goes through. But basically, like half of my time, I don't know what I'm doing. But I, I don't know if I've, God is always with me or something because everything always turns right for me, and I and I hope it actually keeps keeps like that. But yeah, I don't know what I'm actually doing with my life. Okay, so it, does it anybody is. know? I want to tell you this. Um, <clears throat> I want to tell you this because I don't want I don't want this to happen to you. Um, when I was when I was 23. When I was 23, you were probably like 12 at this time. Uh, the clock struck midnight and I turned uh, 24. And, okay. and I found myself crying because I was feeling the same way. I'm 24, where's my life going? What am I doing with my life? I had no direction. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Okay. That's like, that's like the worst feeling to, you know, have your birthday and you don't know where you're going in life. You don't know what you're doing. You feel like no one cares, all of that. That's just like the worst place to be. And, and I'm, and if I, and I'm gonna tell you, you're on, you're on a really good, you're on a really solid path from what I can see. Like, like performing, you're teaching, you're um, constantly recording something. You're on a really, you're on a really solid path. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, maybe, maybe when when you're seeing like an external person, 
it may it may seem like I'm in a solid path and yes maybe I am but you know we're humans and we're always questioning what are we doing especially I don't know it's my personality that makes me question every single thing I'm doing or every single thing that's happening I don't know but maybe it's my age as you said I mean you were 24 and you were also asking you that yeah because guess what happened guess what happens when you hit guess what happens when you're 24 a year a year flies by and you're 25 so you're 25 you're halfway to 50 so 25 years 25 years fly by and you are 50 what you don't want to do is you don't want to wake up and be 50 and be like what in the world have i done with my life exactly you're doing what you're doing what you you're doing something that makes you happy and that fills you so i don't know what the next year of your life holds i don't know what the next 10 years whatever uh holds for for you i know that at this particular moment in this particular season you are right where you should be yeah yeah I, I believe in that. Thank you for your words. Like, there's a phrase, like, I don't know, I don't know how to translate it into, into English. I, I would owe you that for, for maybe for the next post podcast I do with you. <laughs> oh yeah, there will be another podcast like, called. I would like to get the entire cast on. I'm going. My goal is to try to get everybody from the cast on. Yeah, it would be awesome. And while we're talking about the cast, here is the Aprenda Espanol cast list for those who are still with me so far. Okay, Ooh. the role of Juana Codigan will be played by our illustrious guest, who we're talking to right now, Miss Luisa Cortez. Uh, the role of Winston okay. will be played by you know yours truly. Uh, the roles of Jerome, the teacher. Mr. Teacher, sir. His name ain't gonna be Mr. Teacher. Just trying to find a Liberian name for him. Be played by my man, my brother, Stephen Brewer, Sound Doc. Oh yeah. Miss Teresa will be played by Sarita Vaughn. Ray Coldigan will be played by Richard Taylor. Um, Rachel Coldigan will be played by Jessica Terry. Ray Coldigan. Hold up, I said Ray Coldigan twice. I'm tripping. Juan Coldigan will be played by Chris Chavez. Jessica, I mean, Jessica Cole again might be played. I haven't fully talked to this young lady's parents yet, so I'm not going to say her name just yet. Um, Oscar Cole again will be played by uh, Caleb Cordillo. Tia, uh, Tia Moss will be played by Tia Alexander. Uh, and Leslie will be played by uh, Yvette Marie Butler. Um, while Y'all are from all over. Uh, Richard Taylor, Richard Taylor, and Tia Alexander, and Stephen Brewer are right here in North Carolina with me. So it's gonna be dope, Luisa. It just indeed. I'm so excited. I just wanna work and know everyone. Oh, we will. We will. We will. So. Luisa, what does the future hold for you? Oh, okay. So, like the nearest future, um, 
maybe if I get in border this Argentinian musical, I'm gonna be performing there. I, I, I got a callback, so that's that's good. Um, then uh, I'm in another Argentinian musical, which I forgot to mention, sorry, <laughs> with the producers if they actually listen to this. It's also Argentinian. The name of the of the musical is Lo Quiero Ya, which if we translate translated, it's like I want it now. Yeah. And it's an amazing musical about a, a day in a, in the normal life of 12 people and the stressing part and the anxiety part and and a lot of things going on in their lives. I'm also going to be in a project of some short musicals, 15 minutes long musicals. And I don't know, I also have a YouTube channel and I hope I actually get to make new covers. Um, I'm also collaborating with some friends that make covers. So maybe one of these days you're gonna see one video with my face. God knows, making musical covers. Okay, um, okay, so there's a chance that you may be uh, jumping on a plane headed to Argentina uh, to perform, right? Uh, no, there are no plans. Hope, hope they, they did, but no. Uh, they they bought the play and they bring like the, the the text and everything with Mexican actors and but who knows maybe 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 we're flying hopefully last last year I we I had plans of flying to Spain with a musical but everything got cancelled which is kind of which kind of sucks but things happen shit happens. <laughs> So that brings me right back to this. You are talking about you don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, you are flying around with musical, being in musicals and stuff. Are you serious right now? Like in what in which part? Well, I, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm I haven't got a got got out of my country. But maybe I'm I'm touching the opportunity. I know it'll come. Because you know, my, my 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 biggest dream is actually traveling, doing theater. That's like, I don't know where life's gonna take me, but as long as I travel, singing, dancing, or acting, I'm gonna be fine with it. Well, you will. That I can definitely. That I can definitely see. Like, oh my goodness. Like right now, um, like right now, uh, I'm I'm looking at your YouTube page. Hey, dang, you a rock star! <laughs> Thank you. I actually have just like two covers, but uh, there are like a lot coming. I also have a project with a friend that's called Once Once. We make like couple covers, and I have also another project with with my boyfriend, one of my best friends, and and two other girls called Cinco Jazz, or Five Jazz, if you translate it. We sing uh, pop covers, but made into jazz. Kind of something like post-modern Jungbucks. I don't know if you have heard of them. They're kind of the coolest thing I ever heard. But something like that. Well, since you sing so much, since you sing so much, 
once I finish writing this musical I've been working on for the past 10 years, once I finish it, get some music to it, I'm going to be reaching out to you to uh, be in it. Oh my God, I'm totally in. You don't have to ask it. <laughs> if, if, if you finish it and we can talk, it would be awesome to actually sing and, and be your actor, your actress in, in that musical. I love musical theater. Musical theater gives me life. <laughs> me too. Me too. Like, okay. So when I think about when I think about all the plays that I've been in, I found myself getting like super emotional after um after musicals. Like like uh Susical, when it was over, I cried. Um back when Back to the A's was over, I had stopped myself from crying. Um Yeah. Well, 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 and get your gun. You know, I hate to see it in. I hate to see Annie in. Barnum, uh, well, Barnum's the last musical I was in. Um, wow. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof, man. When Fiddler on the Roof ended, shoot, everybody was crying. Oh, because Fiddler, Fiddler, it's a great musical. I'm, I'm the kind of person that goes into theater and the music starts like the overture and I'm, I'm already crying, you know, I can I can see the play because I'm actually crying every single song and I'm feeling the chills and I'm just like, this is life. <laughs> Dang. Well, yo, um, so Louisa, as we start to wrap it, as we start to wrap this up, um, um you've already said what you have coming up if people if people here in america or wherever in the world if people wanted to contact you um invite you to audition for the musical invite you to audition for the play collaborate you in some form heck maybe even got you on the album of original music how can they contact you well, you can find me on Facebook, like Luisa Cortez. Maybe, maybe we can write that when when you when you put my name. And on Instagram, Instagram it's a great tool. Also, you can find me like Luisa B W A Y, like the abbreviation of Broadway. Luisa B W A Y. B-W-A-Y. I love that. Louisa Broadway. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I made my Instagram account like six or yeah, like six years ago and I was like a total teenager. Like, I'm going to put Melissa Broadway. Don't know why. <laughs> but I did it and and I was thinking of changing it but I was like, no, what the hell. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, leave it because you are going to hit Broadway one day. You keep the uh, mm. you keep the collaborative spirit that you have, the humble, the humble attitude you have, the complimentary uh, spirit that you have, and you know keep yourself looking, keep yourself looking great like you already do. Oh, best believe you're gonna be you going you going here Broadway. No, thank you so much. Hope hope God listens to you. And if, if and if not, I actually 
I will be actually pretty grateful in order just to be able to see a show over there, maybe someday, or maybe see one of your shows. <laughs> well, but yeah, you see, let's hope. I'm you see, um, here's the way here's the way ADQ operates. If I like okay. you, if I think that you are a great artist, if I think if I just love your energy and stuff. I'm going to work with you repeatedly. Like, you look down at cast list, you see Stephen Brewer, right? Yeah. Okay. Number one, he's a good friend of mine who I've known for like 10 years, right? Um, uh-huh. I've had him on like my most, I've had him on like my greatest rap song to this very day. He, he's rapping my greatest song. I've helped them get cat. I've helped them get in a commercial. I helped them get in a short film. I helped them get in a stage reading. And now, uh, and now this. So, because he, he is like a really humble brother. He has a great. He has great energy. You know, what Christianity is meant to be, I find it in this brother. Like, no doubt. So. Wow. That's why. That's why when I see, that's why when I see, you know, an opportunity for him, or or opportunity that I think he could do great in, I'm like, yo, sound up. That's rat name, uh, and nickname. Sound up. Yo, I got something for you. So, um, other than that, wow. he's, awesome. other than that, he's just being a great, great dad and great husband, and I will do that for anybody uh anybody who i feel like um will flourish in the opportunity so so now that the world knows how to contact you that uh there's no excuse that someone can get you here to america so you can you know do your thing in two countries now anyone wants to contact me adq my email is adq for price at gmail.com my Instagram is Dion Chocolate Guy eighty five. Um, my uh in, my uh Twitter is Avenue eighty Q underscore eighty five, and my uh Facebook is Adrian Dion Quarles A D R I A N D I O N Q U A R L E S. Please, please, please do not call CIA on me. And here's an and here's the fact that you probably didn't know, Louisa. Are you familiar with Avenue Q? Go ahead. Okay, I love Avenue Q. Okay. I, I love Avenue Q. So I named so I named my Twitter after Avenue Q because I thought it was dope. That's why it's called Avenue ADQ. Oh my god, I'm gonna go follow you on Twitter. I I, I didn't really have Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on almost all the put. I'm on the good social media platforms. I'm not on them, no daggone TikTok. And I'm not on no daggone uh, Snapchat. Uh-huh. I just don't see the point for any of them. Well, that's, well, I guess like having fun. I, I don't have, I, I don't have TikTok, but I, I do have friends that have accounts. And I think like, okay, you can, uh, like have a good time trying to do something in there. I don't know. 
for act I know a lot of actor friends that are actually a huge success on TikTok and I was like okay your tools your actual tools are working here <laughs> oh yeah well um so Luisa um it's like 207 there right yeah I, I actually realized yeah that I feel like it's really early and it's not <laughs> I'm having a great time so I'm not counting well um well it's uh it is really early like uh 207 what which is 307 here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um oh my god yeah it's really late for you it is so it is but you all will get to hear this interview early in the morning hope it'll be a great way to start your monday uh before we uh before we go um is there anything else that you would like to t is there is there anything that you like to share with the world um before, before america in particular um before we before we go louisa well, there are a lot of things. Well, first to you, I just want to tell you that everything good, every every good thing you see in people, every good word you say to people is because you have it in your soul. So take notice of all the good things you see in me and other people because you have them. Um, that's just a comment I was thinking. Um, also, thank you for having me here, for inviting me. It was a delightful experience. Thank you for everyone that's listening. Um, thank you for actually having a, a Mexican girl uh, talking in your houses. And go to the theater and stay tuned because on November the 6th, we are reading Aprender Español and you're gonna have such a good time because this is a really good work, a lovely work. A work made from the heart so that's awesome maybe there that's gonna uh, make you feel something make you think something and that's what what arts are for you know sharing and making people feel and think I'm really just I'm just really grateful to to be here for being here and again I promise you all I did not pay her any money to say any of this <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Well, Louisa, I appreciate you, and um, and as America attempts to, as America attempts to try to move forward past the racism and the bigotry, the bigotry and the fascism and the hate that occurs here, there's Mexican, there's uh, there's a voice for a Mexican girl in every home who love who just loves people you know what i'm saying who just loves people like we all say like we say black lives matter i'm with the cinema i'm not with the movement but we say black lives matter uh people say all lives matter i'm like yeah all lives do matter except for nazi and clan lives i don't think their lives matter <laughs> That's that's my opinion. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, imagine a Nazi coming at me with, uh, imagine a clan member coming at me with a noose and me saying, "Your life matters." Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm going that life ain't gonna matter because I'll end that life. But yeah, well, we all deserve love. We all deserve being important. So it's great. yeah. So Louisa, yo, I look forward to um, rehearsing more with you, and I and I look forward to. Um, I look forward to growing, uh, growing. I, I look forward to learning more and more about you and stuff as time goes by. Cause I feel like I, I feel like I made a new friend. I really feel like I made a new friend. Oh, thank you so much. I, I hope I, I, I get to know you more too. And I don't know, hopefully we're going to be on this podcast again, maybe with more people from Aprender Español. And we're gonna have a great time. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Stay tuned. Is a like uh. Let me allow me to quote a Jay Z lyric. It's about to go down. Whoa. Yo, I just thought about something, Luisa. I just thought about something. What? What are the uh? What are the chances of you putting together an album, a musical, a musical album of original work? Can, can you repeat the question? Because I, I, internet again. What are they? What? What are the op? Where the where are the uh, chances of you putting together a musical album of original work? Oh my god, it, the probabilities are high, but let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't know that everything that comes, I would say yes. You know. I think you should do it. It's an opportunity. Yeah, it would be awesome. I, I haven't actually think about it, but it would be awesome. You, you, you got me thinking. Yo, I put out three mixtapes. I'm going to put out a fourth one. Um, Yay! I don't know when the fourth one's going to come, but it's going to come at some point. Um, yeah. I think you should do it. Like, you should really, you should really consider doing a, doing a whole music, doing a whole uh, album. Sing. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, I would love it. I would love to. Yeah. Uh, just, just give me an idea. Yeah, because some of the great, some of the greatest musical theater artists have done it. Like uh, Hamilton was originally supposed to be a, a concept mixtape. Um, exactly. I think Edina, Edina, Edina Menzel. She's uh, why am I Spanish buying this Jewish woman's name? <laughs> Edina Menzel. Um, Edina Menzel, yeah. She's put out an album. Um, Anthony Anthony Ramos, uh, dude who uh, played uh, Lawrence and um, Philip in um, Hamilton. He, I think he's done the uh, original material. You know, a lot of people do it. Remy, Remy Karim Lou. He also. You feel yeah. me? You know. Ramin Karim Blue, he did uh, Phantom of the Opera, and he also had had an album. I don't know, there are like lots of people, like even the classic ones, Barbara Streisand, Goddess. <laughs> so you know, why not add Luisa Cortez to that to that list? It would be awesome. Thank you, Adrian. You, you just gave me an idea, but. Well, I'm just gonna keep on doing covers, and maybe one day I will make an album. That will be awesome. 
And, and one, maybe your next, next podcast, you can tell me what are your dream roles? That's, that's something that, that's been killing me since the beginning of the interview. What are your dream roles, Adrian? What my dream roles are? Yeah. What my dream roles are? She wants to know what my dream roles are. Yeah. Okay, I can tell you what, let me tell you what? what my dream roles are. First of all, before I tell you, can uh do 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 mess do people in Mexico have the attention span to listen to an hour uh an hour and a half long uh, podcast interview? Yes, yes, totally. Good. So here in America we don't, but that, I don't care. Anyway, my dream roles. I'll tell you my dream roles. Um, I want to play Boy Willie from um from. I want to play Boy Willie from the piano lesson. Um, August Wilson, like, is like my favorite writer. I want to play uh, a role. I forgot the name of the character, but it's from another August Wilson play, Seven Guitars. I want to play Stool Pigeon from King Headley II. Um, okay. Javert and Les Mis. Jimmy Early in Dream Girls. This isn't like a dream role, but I would like to play it. I would like to play Aaron Burr in uh, Hamilton. Woo. Um, let's see. I would love to play Martin Luther King and Marcus Garvey. Um what else? What else? What else? What else? I know there's another music. I know there's another musical. Oh yeah, I would love to play Porgy in Porgy and Bess. Wow. Mister, I will, I want to play Mister in a production of Color Purple. Oh my God. And so I would like to, I would like to find my way into um into a Latinx musical and you know do my thing I want to do I want to do musicals with Latinx people and African people that will be awesome yeah I want to go to Africa and do a musical theater I want to go to um, Latinx country and do musical theater go ahead You're gonna make it. Hey, I probably, hey, I might come to Mexico and you could take care of me while I'm there. Yeah, would be awesome. <laughs> so, um, so those are my dream. Those are my dream roles. There are like a lot, but you can make them. Make them happen. Oh yeah, like yo, I feel myself getting more and more into that producer chair. So once I can figure out, once I can figure out uh, the right speeds for these joints, I might I just might go ahead and uh, do that, or just let the world, or just continue letting the world know, hey, I'm a dope actor. <laughs> yeah. Now, Louisa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to chopping it up more with you and I look forward to checking out these videos these cover videos that you've done oh thank you so much thank you thank you thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm gonna be sharing your work and I'm like pretty pretty grateful that I 
having the chance to work with you, having the chance to be in your podcast. Let's repeat this because it was like a lot of fun. And I was actually remembering before we go that one of my New Year's wishes this year was actually having the chance to work in a non-musical play and you make it happen because this is actually uh, one of the first non-musical plays I'm gonna I'm gonna be making playing so y'all heard it first here on ADQ's Renaissance this is going to be your first or one of the first straight play yeah yeah because uh, uh, non-musical plays I've only made on on high school which has passed a long time so Yeah, I'm excited. So I've given a musical theater actress the lead role. I, I've given a musical oh, theater no. actress the lead role in one of my plays. Yo, that's why I feel home to yeah. people. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you, Louisa. I greatly appreciate you. No, I really appreciate you too. All right, now. You work really hard. Go, rest your, rest your 24-year-old body. <laughs> Go and rest your almost 35-year-old body, too. Good night, Adrian. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye, Louisa. Bye-bye. Better 
never last forever I'll make it small So it fades Even this Even now Even as the world's come tumbling down Even as I can't stop remembering Shut up.